Welcome to the Equine Connection Podcast, where health, nutrition, and love for the horse come together. This podcast is brought to you by Tribute Superior Equine Nutrition. I'm Dr. Chris Mortensen. And I'm Dr. Nicole Rambo. Welcome back. Another week. How are things over there, Nicole? I am doing well, Chris. So an update on my stall rest saga. I'm now walking a flying kite. Uh, about 17 hands of oh, wow. jumping up and down horse, but otherwise doing quite well. Very thankful <laughs> for the indoor yes. arena because it is winter here. But I was going to say, yeah, you're not doing that outside, are you? You're no, not oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, this week is going to be fun, and it's it's a little bit different for us. Instead of just a topic, we actually picked a case study of a horse that was not doing well and is now... Well, we'll find out. We'll find out if the horse is doing well or not. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll leave you hanging. But yeah, I'm excited about this one. This one's going to be fun to talk about. Yeah, we touched base on this actual horse a couple podcasts ago, and there were mm-hmm. some questions. So we thought we'd bring it back and give it its own podcast. And I think this might be a series that we continue with. So you guys will have to let us know what you think. But a lot of what we do is help people find an individualized nutrition program for their horse. And this would be a really dramatic one where things were not going well. Um, But we help thousands of horse owners every year with this exact process. So if you're thinking maybe I'm not feeding the right thing or I'm having some challenges, we'd love to help you out with that. And we'll kind of talk about how this particular person reached out and what the process was. And then we can link out in the show notes where you can reach out for your own individualized nutrition plan. Right. And it was amazing when you brought this horse up because it, it just, I was just like astonished. And we first mentioned this horse in the winter support for your horse podcast when we were talking about calories and, you know, counting calories in the diet and, and why it's important. So I guess if we just start with the background of this horse specifically, you know, to kind of let listeners know the background and then we'll, then we'll tell the story. So this was a 16-year-old quarter horse stud that came out of a rescue situation. And they reached out to us after feeding this horse for three months on a program that just simply wasn't working. So they'd already done a lot of background work. So they'd gone over the horse with their vet. It had its teeth done. It had a treatment for ulcers. And there were no known health problems, which is really nice because then we can go in and say, you've already covered those bases for reasons a horse might not be gaining weight. So now let's look at the nutritional component. And they reached out to us through our website. So if you go to our website, there's a contact us form. And if you fill that out, it goes directly to one of our equine specialists. In this particular case, it was Sarah. Sarah's fantastic, nicest person (laughs) in the world. Very easy to talk to. And she worked with them to come up with a feeding program based on the information that they provided. So we'll put the before and after photos in the show notes. So you can click on this, but you may want to listen and then go and look at the pictures because it is amazing the transformation. So I guess my first question is, so looking at this horse, what would you say its body condition score was or how is it looking? Yeah, so this is based on the picture and it's always nice to be there in person, but based on the photo, I would have scored this horse as a body condition score of three on the Haneke scale. So there was ribs that were very easily discernible. If we go through our tribute wellness system, which looks a little bit beyond just that fat cover, 
For a crest score, he's a zero, so there was no evidence of the fat deposit over the crest of the neck. That's a good sign because those can be indicators of metabolic issues, and I do see those in thin horses as well. It's not just a fat horse issue. And then we also give a top-line score. So in a top-line score, one would be the lowest, four would be the ideal. And in this particular horse, in his before, he was a top-line score of one. So the spine can be very easily seen. The top-line muscles were significantly sunken in. So basically saying this horse was very poorly muscled at the time, in mm-hmm. addition to being very thin. So a body condition score of three is a very thin horse, not to the point of complete emaciation, but certainly a concerning body condition score. The ribs are very easily seen. And this is a stallion, right? Like this is, he's intact. It's not a gelding. He's, he's <laughs> Correct. Uh, yep. He came to the situation as a stallion. Right. So, you know, you want to see muscle. You, you usually do see muscle in stallions. You know, I've worked with quite a few stallions in my career and they are buff. You know, they, they have, <laughs> yeah, that testosterone. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So provided they have the nutrition to be able to develop to muscles. It. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It all starts with nutrition. Uh, Dr. Lori Warren always told me we get in arguments. I'd be like, repro is important. She's like, no, it all starts with nutrition. So Lori, you're right. It's, <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Dr. Rambo, you're right too. It all starts with nutrition. I, I had to admit that one. So, but okay. So my question is obviously a rescue situation, very motivated to, to feed this horse properly, very motivated to see this horse healthy. You know, all the rescues that I've worked with and the people that do it, they, they just have the biggest hearts on earth. So what were they feeding this horse? I mean, obviously they were not starving it. No, they were feeding a lot of feed. So their mm-hmm. heart was definitely in the right place. And it was by no means because of a lack of calories per se, that this horse was not gaining weight. Mm-hmm. So it was given free choice access to hay, which is certainly what we would recommend. And then they were feeding 16 pounds a day of Calmultra. So Calmultra is our highest calorie feed. It's 12% fat. Typically we feed it to a lot of horses that need to gain weight. So 16 pounds of that, and then three pounds of essential K. Essential K is our ration balancer, highly concentrated in nutrients, including amino acids that help build muscle. So I can see the thought process there. This horse is thin. He also has no muscle. So they picked two products that are designed to achieve exactly that. So let's give him a lot of calories with the Calm Ultra and then try to build his muscle with the Essential K. And in this particular situation, what I tend to recommend is when a horse is this thin, forget the muscle. We can fix that later. We really need those calories just devoted to putting weight back on the horse. Mm -hmm. And then once they're at a healthier weight, then we think about something like essential K to help add that top line and just overall muscling back. But Mm -hmm. in a horse who's extremely thin, you just simply can't build muscle until they've achieved a minimum body condition score where they're just at a healthier weight overall. So while I see the logic in what they were trying to do, this is one of those cases where I'd say, you know what? I know his top line is going to look bad for a while, but we're going to ignore that until we address the body condition score and get that closer to healthy. Right. All right. So with what they were feeding, and I remember us going back and talking about such a calorie dense diet. Why was this horse not gaining condition or putting the fat on? 
Yeah. So a couple different things here. Now, in a perfect world, I also would have had a hay analysis because based on how this horse responded to the product that we kind of switched him over to, I'd suspect the hay quality wasn't amazing. Not saying it was bad quality, but hay can vary significantly in digestibility. So a horse like this who really needs to gain weight, if they don't have really high quality fiber, especially coming out of a rescue situation where if they weren't fed well, their hindgut's probably not very healthy in the first place. So that is one possible reason. Another issue is that they were feeding a lot of feed. They did split it into three meals per day, but you're still looking at 19 pounds of feed. So it's a little over six pounds of feed per meal. And what we recommend generally is no more than five pounds per meal, just based on the size of the horse's stomach. So if you actually go back, we had a feed your horse often podcast that talks about this a whole lot. But one of the things that can happen is that feed can get to the hindgut when we feed those larger meals. And particularly if it's higher in those polyunsaturated fats, that's not good for those microbes that digest hay in the hindgut. So that means you're not extracting all of the calories out of your hay that you possibly could. So those are kind of some reasons that this horse may not have been responding, even though he was getting plenty of feed. Mm-hmm. Now, it's just like there's multiple issues going on there, right? So it's it's not just a, a silver bullet. So well, I would ask, what was changed in the diet? Yep. So what Sarah recommended was that she transitioned from the Calm Ultra and Essential K to just Senior Sport. So senior sport, like the name says, it's a senior feed. It's high in fiber, specifically fiber that comes from really digestible sources. It's got a lot of beet pulp in it. So that high quality fiber is going to help support the health of the hindgut. And it's also a good calorie source when you add fat to it. So a lot of times what we find in horses that maybe don't have the greatest hay, if we give them high quality fiber coming from the concentrate portion of their diet, it makes the hindgut healthier and they can actually get more calories out of the hay itself because they're just more efficient at digesting that hay. So it's really interesting because ultimately the goal here isn't just to put as many calories in the horse. It's to help the horse get as many nutrients as possible from its total diet. So this is a situation where supplying the right type of calories, in this case, some highly digestible fiber, helps the horse use its hay better as well because it makes for a healthier hindgut. So, you know, we ultimately went from the 16 pounds of Comulture plus three pounds of Essential K. That works out to 28,750 kilocalories. So many, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of calories. I know, I know. And then what Sarah recommended was 15 pounds per day of senior sport which is 22,650 kilocalories. That's still a lot of calories. 15 pounds of senior sport <laughs> is a lot of feed, yeah. but yeah, it's yeah. less. The other notable thing here, she was really thinking, she's like, okay, they can feed three meals per day. Let's take advantage of that, but let's keep him right at that five pounds per meal and not stress his digestive system with really big meals. So what ends up happening is it's going to move a little bit slower through the digestive tract. So he's actually able to get a little bit more digestion done in the small intestine to make sure he absorbs all of that good stuff that's put into the feed. So it's really a twofold thing. Let's make the meal sizes a little bit smaller and then be very intentional 
with the type of ingredients we use to put calories into his diet. Um, you know, it's not just about hitting certain protein, fat, and even fiber specifications. It's thinking about what specific ingredients are used to achieve those. This is why, you know, people need to reach out if they have questions, because you can take a situation like this as an, as an owner, you know, you are trying to do the right thing. You are knowledgeable because horse owners are always looking for information. They're always educating themselves, very sophisticated, you know, through, through my 20 years in the industry, working with them. But it does help to reach out to a nutrition expert like Nicole or the team there, because these are things that you just, you don't think about, right? So it's, it's amazing that the calories went from 28,000 plus to 22,000 plus. What happened? So what does the horse look like today? So in a two month period, that horse gained two body condition scores. So I would call him a body condition score of five and he improved one top line score. So now we would call him a two. Ideally, we'd like to get him to a three. So there's still some improvements that can be made in his overall muscling. But now that's something we can actually accomplish because we've got him at a healthy weight. So the next step for this particular horse would be to start decreasing the amount of senior sport he gets slowly and find that level he can maintain this healthy body condition score. And then add a pound, maybe two pounds of essential K, depending on how low we get the senior sport to give him that concentrated boost of amino acids to finally put the rest of that muscle on. But even without specifically addressing his top line with an added product, just the really high quality amino acid profile, the senior sport itself already made a huge improvement. And when you guys look at the before and after, you'll see he's still a bit sunken in his top line, but his spine is no longer drastically sticking out of his body and his hindquarters are starting to fill in. So it's not just about finding a supplement to add muscle. The amino acid profile of your base feed can go a long way in getting you where you need to go in terms of building that high quality muscle. And, and so if... If I'm an owner out there and, and, and I see my horse and the hard keepers, right? I mean, the easy keeper versus the hard keeper. Easy keeper, you put a pound of feed and it seems like they gain a body condition in a week. The hard keeper, like you said, the 16 pounds, 17 pounds of feed a day, and they're just not gaining weight. So how could owners use this information for their own individual situation? I guess maybe talking about hard keepers versus easy keepers. Yeah. So I think the big picture thing to step back, you know, easy keepers, I, I will say I personally like to feed a hard keeper better because I can put as much good quality hay in front of it as possible where my easy keepers, I probably have to restrict hay a bit, but easy keepers are simple. We're just looking to fill in the nutritional gaps, not found in forage alone. And that's where a ration balancer like essential K or the wholesome blends balancer are super effective. Hard keepers, you have to zoom out a little and say, why are they a hard keeper? Is it because the quality of your hay isn't great? So even though you're feeding a lot of it, it's not that much energy. Is it because they're working really hard? Is it because they have an underlying health issue that's making it hard for them to gain weight? So I actually consulted on another horse who looks kind of similar to this one, honestly, just the other day. And what I explained to the trainer was that 
this is the change we're going to make. Ironically, it's to switch to, to senior sport. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But here's a change we're going to make. If you don't see a positive difference in this horse in 30 days, I'm going to encourage you to dig a little deeper with your vet. They'd already done, you know, some basic blood work and made sure his teeth look good. But if a horse is that thin and it's not gaining with that nutritional component addressed, there are a lot of other reasons that a horse may not be gaining weight. So it's always a good investment if we've made the nutritional change, or in this case, you know, they did the vet work first and came to us. Let's make sure we've covered those issues and then we can address the nutrition accordingly. So, you know, part of it is how big are their meal sizes? So if the meals are too big, we may not be working with their digestive physiology well. Have we chosen the right product? Sometimes you find people who think, oh, senior feeds the best, and then grab our seniority, which is only 6% fat. So we could go to a more calorie dense feed. So a lot of different components there that make a hard keeper. Some horses just naturally have a higher metabolism as well. And that's just something you're going to have to work with independent of their level of work. I mean, I have a thoroughbred who's not in any work and he gets the most feed in the barn Mm-hmm. just because he has that higher metabolism. So a lot of different components there. Um, but ultimately, you know, you're looking to maximize their forage. So a lot of times just buying as good quality forage as you can makes a big difference on those hard keepers and then finding the right product to fill in the gaps. You brought up a very, very important point too. And I, and I did was negligent not bringing it up, but the health of the horse, I mean, have they been dewormed? Is there some other underlying health conditions? So that's an amazing uh, observation as far as always check with your veterinarian because we always think, you know, yeah, we're, we're in the nutrition field. So we're thinking diet and what are you feeding and things like that. But you do have to look at the overall health of the horse. And there, there's a lot of other things that could be affecting that. That's, yeah, that's, that's great advice, Nicole. I mean, it's, it's fun to see a horse or it's, it's, it's heartening to see a horse like this bounce back. I mean, that's, it, it gives you drive, doesn't it? As a nutritionist, like this is your, this is your thing. Oh yes. I love to see these before and afters. And especially knowing like this horse came from a bad place and then people put in this hard work and they did all the hard work, right? Like we just get to come in and make a recommendation and then they yeah. have to do all the hard work to make it happen. But to be even a small part of improving the health and well-being of the horse is why we do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what motivates us. It motivates us for this podcast. You know, we're trying to, to to better the lives of horses. And if you're really enjoying this podcast, do you mind just sharing this with your your equine crazy friends? We know we all have them. I've been doing it. Uh, but if you can share this this episode or any of your favorite episodes on social media, that will help us get this information out. Because really, we do want to better the lives for horses out there. And and I know that's what motivated me way back in the day when I before I even started my PhD was I really wanted to improve the lives of horses and horse owners. It, it just that's what drove me. So thank you so much for listening. And Nicole, great great case studies. I, I I'm excited for our next one you know, when, when we decide to do another one, but thank you so much. Yeah, Chris, this was a really fun podcast. I think we'll do more of these, you know, you'll be able to see that nice before and after in the show notes of this horse. And hopefully you enjoyed this. If you have, you know, specific questions or you want to reach out with your own case study, please do so. Cause we'd love to help you find the right diet for your horse so that as an owner, 
it removes that one piece of stress from your life. Um, I know there are all sorts of crazy ways that horses can make us stressed out, but we can help with this one component. That's awesome. Yeah, awesome. Well, everybody take care and, and we'll be back next week. Thanks, Chris.